Oi, and welcome to Tin Street Hooligans. I know a lot of people came for the hive mind. You know, this is uh, this channel and everything that just let me just explain real quick. The hive mind is the hive mind. That's going to be kind of the one-on-one -on -one spotlight show where we do, you know, where I do feature a prominent member of the magic gathered community planes, walking in all that good jazz. The buzz is not going away. Just the buzz is turning into something a little bit different. The buzz is going to be kind of a more, uh, edited format um maybe a five minute clip just kind of go what's going on in the magic the gathering community stuff like that so uh and then now this podcast with, with all my other fellow planeswalkers in the band that has turned into the tin street hooligans because you know we are not we, we're i guess we're nice guys but we are kind of a little bit on the degenerate side but <laughs> with that said i want excuse to, me sir i am not <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I haven't introduced you yet. Um, so real quick, um, I do want to talk about. I'm gonna see. This is my old man, uh, bad at 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 a technology portion. So I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm going to share something with you people. Um, okay. Wait for it. This is you know so what you're doing for the audience. Hey, it's okay. Um, here we go. What are we doing, John? We're we're we got it. We got it. We maybe got it. We did. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Right. Oh. Whoa. So um... this episode is brought to you by the card sphere. So if you guys have uh Magic the Gathering cards that you <laughs> nothing <laughs> showing up. <laughs> really? Uh -oh. Really? <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Yes. Surprise. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. I got it. I no, got you don't. It. I nope. got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part of the show. Let me tell, just tell you. I don't know what's going on with my life. <laughs> Do we have a website on the screen yet? No, I, I see us in a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that, um, People are actually going nuts right now. <laughs> Welcome to the abyss. <laughs> this is fantastic. Here we go. All right, hold on. Here we go. You, you have to make sure you're presenting the right monitor. Oh, I'm presenting. I just don't know what I'm presenting. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's see how many times I can say, here we go. Okay. Boom. Tell me that worked. Tell me that worked. Oh, whoa. There we go. Well, there oh, there we was. Go. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wait, wait. Okay. We have to be quiet. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, we need to. Uh, Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up the chat too. I can only imagine what the the chat's just like. What? Um, that's being presumptuous that I have a chat. Okay, anyways, cardsphere.com. If you guys have unwanted magic cards that you want to trade into that awesome Karn that no one could afford right now or anything like that, you could trade your cards, your paper magic online. You could also buy and sell on cardsphere.com. Uh, probably not that volcanic island because who could afford that? But yeah awesome stuff and if you like them and you want to you know don the card sphere swag you could go on to tcxp.store and put in the promo code hivemind and get your 15 percent off uh all of your card sphere swag so thank you guys for uh you know helping make this show what it is and what it is is me not knowing how to 
uh, share screens. So we're going to go back into that. Um, I think we're good. Are we back to normal? You're back. To I normal. think so. Okay. Now, without further ado, I'm going to, uh, I mean, you guys have already kind of seen behind the curtain, but joining me on this endeavor um, through this <laughs> train wreck <laughs> so far is uh, first off, Mr. Magic with Zuby is back. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> All right. And wait, was uh, I supposed to say something more? Well, I mean, I guess. This, is, this is your shot, man. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. It's Zuby from the Magic with Zuby podcast. Hey, hey. <laughs> Make it snappy. All right. And then uh, from the from New England area, we have Johnny Slubbers. Oh, I was on hold for nearly an hour and a half with my health insurance company today. I heard things. <laughs> See, that's an intro. There, there we go. And last but not least, from the uh, South, Mr. Coach himself from the Card Bazaar. Thank you so much. Just not me. even, just not even a, a specific, just like state or whatever. Just oh, just from the South. <laughs> from those the damn South. Confederates. From the <laughs> state that we have, I guess Alaska is Alaska bigger than Texas. Yeah, Alaska's bigger. Yeah, Alaska's bigger. Okay. See, Texas is compensating. Why. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we definitely <All> right. are. <laughs> okay, uh, anyone? I'm also joined by a non-person, a non-living person guest. I have a couple of these Charlie Nobles India Pale Ale from Scuttlebutt. Thank you so much, Christian from Northwest Beverage, for hooking this one up. Uh, anyone else joined by a barley and hops uh, special nope. guest? Thanks, Coach. Uh, I I am joined by Mountain Ale by the Shed Brewing Company. This is their rugged brown ale, and uh, that is how I feel today. Because uh, after that phone call, it's a bit haggering. You feel rugged and brown. Uh, rugged is never a word that describes me, but I'd like to pretend today. <laughs> well, oh uh, damn! Zuby, you got that that sweet sweet mineral water? Oh, dude, dude, that purified drinking water. It's um. It's I can taste the minerals in the plastic. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, all right. Well, cheers, everyone, all around. And uh, yeah. So so okay. The next thing, and you guys aren't going to believe me, but we're going to go back into trying to screen share something. But this is oh, something dear. that I do want to talk about um, because it is becoming kind of an epidemic. I'm going to try to do this while I'm talking. Um, well, it's not becoming an epidemic. It's it's a complete like pandemic at this point. And that is, you know, this is a magic show, um, but it's not just, you know, it's, it's kind of in the media, too. So there's stuff going on right now with uh, that kind of started with Kate Spade, um, who's that famous fashion designer. And then, you know, with Anthony Bourdain. And it's not just these famous people. It's people in our lives. It's people that we know. Um, it just affects absolutely everyone right now and so i just want to say that if you are suffering from from any kind of depression or any kind of things there is help out there um which i'm going to pull up that real quick um tell me if that worked there it is yeah all right so the this is the national suicide prevention lifeline i just feel like it's important you know just to kind of bring the mood down just a little bit but it is uh the 1-800-273-8255 um yeah so i mean just just whatever anyone is ever going through my my personal dms are always open um i'm not a certified anything but you know if you talk to someone i think it helps um 
and and yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Do you guys want to add anything about that? Um, the only thing I can add to that is um, uh, if you go to my Twitter, uh, my pinned tweet at Magic Wazubi also has a list of international numbers you can call too. Yeah, if awesome. you're outside of our good United States. Yeah, which is important because you know Magic is. Uh, an international type sport and we have a lot of buddies uh, all over the world with this so yeah that that is a that is a great point so with that said i'm going to kind of pop us back up and tell me if we're back yep we're back okay perfect so um with all that all the intros and all that stuff out of the way it is the week for gp las vegas 2018 and that's coming right off of a, another big kind of event in seg connecticut um which you know we we got all the tweets we got all the the, the pictures from i personally you know last year i lived in vegas so i got to attend gp las vegas um just not as much as i wanted to i was i was working so i kind of snuck down there as much as i could but I did want to talk about, you know, you know, obviously the four of us didn't get to go to to Vegas this year. Maybe in the future we can go. Uh, maybe we can go as the Ten Straight Hooligans. Who knows? But um, <laughs> you know, sadly, we didn't get to go this year. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about your guys' experience with GPs, um, especially, you know, if, if you guys have any plans to go to GP Las Vegas and sure, any kind of GPs in the past. Uh, Zuby, you want to kick us off? Um, so I've been to a couple GPs, uh, GP Dallas was the first time I did spell slinging for channel fireball and was part of the bounty event and got to do a bunch of events with channel fireball. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I do want to try to go to GP Vegas one year, but I'm almost, almost considering John not going to Vegas next year and maybe going to Seattle next year. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's, it's, it's a thought. But um, do should I tell my GP stalker story that I've been to at one of my GPs I've been to? Oh, please do. All right. All right. So this is going to make it sound like I'm completely making it up. I'm not going to say what GP it was at. I, I've been to like five or six of them. And um, and it's, it was during the time that I've done my podcast. And so I was um, I was doing the main event and. And so I, it was like right after round two and I'm just waiting around and um, waiting for, you know, the next round to start. And I go over to the main playing area just to see who's playing. And, um, and I'm just standing there and I see this girl and she looks at me and immediately comes over to talk to me. And I'm not wearing anything to show that I'm from Magic Wazubi or anything. So, cause I was the previous day though. And she's just talking to me and and I think she recognized my voice from my podcast because she just starts ask, saying, oh, you sound really familiar and all that. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I do this magic podcast called Magic Wazubi. And she immediately recognizes it and then starts going into her life story. And <laughs> that's where I started going. You know how you meet someone and then five minutes later they start going to really uncomfortable details about their life. And you're just sort of like, I need to find a way out. And none of my buddies were around either. And I'm just wondering if she's going into like stuff about her fiance and stuff. I'm like, I don't need to fucking know this shit. <laughs> and so the worst part was she was, she was dressed up in cosplay and she had a cane with her. And she lifts this cane up and shows it in my face and says, 
five years ago, this is the cane my father beat me with. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Where's dad now? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I had to nope the hell out of there so quick. And, <laughs> was, and, was she a close talker? Oh, yes. One of those. And then, of course, she wanted to know my real name and wanted to, like, get my email and all that. I'm just like, nope. Um, you, you, know, just, nope. You, can, you, you can find me on Twitter and all that stuff and, and, you know, talk to me there. And then I just looked around real quick and just said, I got to go. <laughs> and I avoided her the whole day. And it was, um, yeah, it was that was scary. Why do you have to be such a goddamn celebrity? Man? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. Oh, Dude, I... No, the, oh, I, I think I told you this one, John. The time where I interviewed someone at my job, my work, and they recognized my voice because because th they were a magic player. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up not getting hired, but it was um, <laughs> well, because you know, it wasn't very good. But that's beside the point. <laughs> so, how was? I mean, you you just came off of you know not naming names for your stalker story, but you just came out of. Uh, GP Dallas, and you did that whole kind of spell sling. How was how was that experience? Oh, dude, I gotta say, I really had no idea what to expect, honestly, because um, Friday was the whole you know showmanship day where I do the spell slinging and the bounty event and meet a whole bunch of people. And I seriously thought I was not gonna meet anybody, right? Like, <laughs> hey, no one's gonna know who the hell I am, dude. I will say, from the time the spell slinging event started till like four or five hours later, it was nonstop. It, I, people were coming, wanted to talk and hang out with me. And I'm just like, holy shit. I was completely overwhelmed and people wanted me to sign their cards and stuff. I'm like, what the hell? Like what's going on? People were offering me to buy or offering to buy stuff for me. I'm like, no, no, no. It, it was really weird experience, but it was really cool meeting everybody, but just completely, if you've never experienced that before, it's just completely bizarre. He's just flaunting that fame, everyone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Zub, were they all now? Were they all fans of your show? Like people who listen to the podcast and everything? Or were they were they kind of like just meeting you for the first time? Like what was there? What would that breakdown look like? I not everyone listened to the podcast. I did meet a bunch of them, but I think what got the people who weren't interested in the podcast over to me was they saw more people coming to me. So they're probably wondering, oh, what the hell's going on here? And that just brought them <laughs> over. Well, in this day and age, they could have just looked you up right then and there, kind of listened yeah. while they were waiting their turn and stuff like that. That's that's interesting, man. Yeah, yeah it, was, I, it was very overwhelming. Uh, Coach, I don't know if you've been to any GPs or anything, but have you gone to any of the, the kind of larger events? What's kind of the largest sanctioned event that you've been to? Uh, I haven't been to any of the large events. The only thing I've been to was the probably a preliminary PPTQ. Um, it was in Kingsville, which is like, like 30 minutes south of here at uh I think it was at Dark Tide Comics in Kingsville. And that's there was like a event of maybe like 40 people. So I went three and two and didn't do so hot. That was also a con Tarkir block. So I was playing Black White Warriors, which Nick's Nick's probably the only person that probably knows about the Black White Warriors that I played. Oh, I remember that. I remember that deck. Yeah. 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 Nick's in the chat too. Um uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah th that was long before you were doing anything like this though right oh yeah that was like that was my first year of magic but since i got into like um 
more involved with the coaching stuff. Like all like summer stuff is just, there's like, I can't really take uh vacation a whole lot. And, you know, being at Portland, you know, it's, um, it's a little bit easier, but this is also my week of like doing the, uh, doing like the weights and conditioning. So it's like, well, can't go to GP Vegas. Cause this is what, what I picked. But also with like, we just, you know, probably can't afford it anyway. Cause we just, me and the fiance dropped like just a good, good amount of money yesterday. So fiance brag. That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have worked <laughs> out. Hey, it wasn't well, my life. It was, well, it was getting like, married. <laughs> you got a girlfriend? <laughs> for four months. This, we're, pushing, we're pushing the wedding like like 2019, like almost 2020. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while because we gotta save up for the wedding and stuff. Yeah. So do you have any plans to go to I mean you said you couldn't do it because everything was going on. I want to try to go next year to like something. Like yeah. I think Seattle, GP Seattle. Seattle. If they do like, if they go back to Dallas, or they go back, or if they do like Houston um, or San Antonio, I mean that would that's like I, I could just like drive there. Um, I want to do Vegas though. Vegas looks like a pretty cool spot. We should all do Seattle. Yeah, Zuby's really pushing for Seattle for anyone playing at home. So are we all going to stay at John's house then? Yes. Absolutely. I'm sorry, your wife's probably going to have to sleep outside of your bed because all four of us will be sharing your bed. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, if I were a real creep, I'd turn the camera around and show you the, the size of my bed. We can make this work. Ooh. <laughs> sleep head to toe. <laughs> What's oh, happening yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, but no, Vegas is pretty. Vegas is like the big event. That is the, you know, I don't know, the warp tour or whatever kind of thing, the Super Bowl of magic at this point. It's just become such a phenomenon because it is such a destination thing. And I went, you know, like I said last year, and it's just you can't walk down the hall without being like, oh, that person, that person. You know, it just everyone's there. Everyone's hanging out. But kind of before I, I have some fun stories that that I don't know if I've shared completely. Um, but I want to, but we'll go to Johnny first. Have you, what's the biggest sanctioned event that you've been to? I, I've been hunkered down for the last four or five years and really getting to big events is not really happening. The bet, the closest thing I've got to me is a, is a convention called Carnage Con. Happens once a year. It's in November. Last year they had a commander tournament and had a decent turnout, you know, more than four people showed up. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the Carnage Con is mostly a tabletop role rpg oh, okay. convention and and imagine killington grand resort in vermont it's like a ski resort just packed full of gaming nerds and it's hilarious to see it and it's a real fun time but last you know magic attendance has been kind of depends on what year and how popular it is and last year was really really low and they just did one commander tournament it was a good turnout it was a lot of fun i was playing my my combal deck and then i sat down on a table across from um an animar deck and that sucked a lot. I tried to dirtle out and then they comboed off with Palacron and it was like infinite everything and it was over fast. So that's that's the most experience I've got with the convention. I'm hoping in the next few years I'd like to try and get to one of the northeast ones, maybe GP Rhode Island. Um something I got in-laws down down in Connecticut. So I've got, you know, there might be a better option for me to have a place to stay. So I'd like to see something like that. 
Although I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stuck on Carnage Con right now. Not stuck, but that's like close to home. So I'm going to try and get to that one as much as I can. Sure. Yeah. And, and Ted uh, in the chats uh, screaming Kickstarter. So, hey, you know, maybe that's a thing. We'll get we'll get the 10 Street Hooligans together and and, and do some hell yeah. or something. That would be. <laughs> I'm what are you we'll have um awesome. we'll have mtg strategist show up yeah and man cave what. and that'll be about it maybe king of jank <laughs> yeah ted ted you and sell that to my wife it's on it's all, all good right. put her hey if it's all paid and bought for hell yeah man ted, ted needs to just push it and push it hard <laughs> okay. Go for it. Hey, if if I mean Ruben Bressler and um and AJ Soccer started that Kickstarter to go up and do coverage for Watsy, so I mean anything is possible, and it's it's in a year, so you know let's uh share the share this show around you know multiverse and, and get a following <laughs> for it. That way we. we we're at know. nine viewers right now. If we can get up to ten, we might be able to <laughs> get to eleven at one point. Oh damn. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I, did, I, did I tell you guys the Cedric Phillips story? No. At GP Vegas last year? Okay. So I, I went in. I, I mean, I was. I think this was before I even had like 100 subs on my thing. I know it's not the size of the sub count. It's the content, right? That's what I keep telling my wife. But um, I, had, Andy window. I just, <laughs> I just kind of showed up uh, with my little camera and my tripod and a backpack at GP Vegas last year. And I'm just literally walking, you know, like gorilla, uh, you know, grabbing people and like throwing them on camera. Just like, hey, I, I grabbed Mashi. I grabbed um, uh, what's his face? The big tall guy. Um, Marshall Watsy, no, the, the real tall guy. Oh, oh, Tay back, Tay back, Matt Tay back. And we did, oh, um, okay, thing that was funny. He's taller than Marshall. That man is ridiculously tall. It's, it's insane. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, because Mar like Marshall is fucking tall as shit. <laughs> oh, dude, Tay back is like seven foot. It's, it's holy shit. yeah. It's it's crazy. I came up to his nipple. I think um, <laughs> there. I think there's a picture of him standing next to Rosewater somewhere on the internet. It's it's funny. Oh yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. And I and I showed up the day before the main hall was set up. They were doing the side events and stuff. So I I walked up and they weren't letting anyone into the main auditorium. Um, and so I'm just standing there in line. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna fake my way in. I'm gonna say I'm with the press. With and then when they say no, you're not. Show me credentials. I'm just gonna walk away. So I'm standing in line with my little camera and stuff. And then here comes someone that kind of almost shoulder checks me from behind. And I'm like, I look around and it's freaking Cedric Phillips. And I'm like, okay. And so he's, he goes up to the, uh, the, the security guard for the main hall guy couldn't be under 95 years old. Um, and he had just like a bucket full of wristbands and Cedric's like, no, 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 I'm supposed to be in there. I'm meeting someone people play me or people are paying to play me here. You know, I'm kind of with the band type, you know, you know who I am type thing. And, and the guy's just like, no, 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 I, I, I don't know who you are. And then he points to me and he goes, he's been here. He's with the press. He, you go ahead and you go in, buddy. I don't know. How that <laughs> that That's awesome. That fucking look ever. He like, Oh my God, you shooting darts at me the rest of the time there. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, dude. Um, but yeah, it, it's it is uh, like you said with the spell singing thing. I saw the table where it was you know you had your wedges, your your uh, your professors and everybody, uh, and the pros sitting there, and people were just like standing in line to play. So that's just got to be kind of a surreal thing. And the fact that you got to do that is just absolutely incredible. So yeah, that's kind of my yeah, my fun little 
Cedric Phil. I'm never gonna get Cedric Phillips now on on the hive mind, but that's okay. yeah, it's okay. You're not missing much. Oops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, take a stab right there. But um, I'm just on a fucking roll lately, especially after that episode I did this week. I recorded. I'm just like fuck, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other, it looks like um for a while, like SC, like all the stuff that we saw from SCG Connecticut, it looked like it was, it was trying to be one of those kind of big events too. It had all the cosplayers there, it had all the things, um, which is good that we're seeing Star City kind of answer the bell a little bit because they, it looks like they were just ready to kind of belly up and just kind of take it because Channel Fireball, ever since that they were kind of anointed the GP people. It looked like uh, SCG was kind of on the back burner. But I think that everything is better with um, competition. I think that, you know, it's it's better when, when Disney doesn't own everything, so to speak, in yeah. that kind of industry. So I'm glad to see that there was kind of an answer and there was kind of a big event in Connecticut with uh, Star City. Well, I think I think with I think Star City is recognizing that there's still a demand for events that are not GP level. Like they don't have to be these gigantic events, but they do need to be regionally relevant. Like for me, if I'm I'm I gotta stay pretty local. So if the event isn't within an hour's drive, it's tough for me. So there's a lot of players in my boat, you know, with a lot of different kind time constraints. Yeah. And I think SCG understands that people will also want to do the big events, but may be loyal to their brand. So then they throw a couple of big conventions like SCG Con, and you get these bigger events. And yeah, Channel Fireball has got the, the lock on the whole GP thing. That's fine. So other TOs can put together other big events and just not call it a GP. Just do their own little convention kind of thing. It doesn't, I, you know, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are like it needs to be it needs to be dci it needs to be it needs to be channel fireball it needs to be all official official okay fine yeah people want that but there's plenty of people who just don't care and they just want to go and have a lot of fun so if a to is up for it and they want to pony up the cash and make it happen and do a good job i mean the models are out there channel fireball and star city games they do a good job so you just look at what they're doing it's like who's doing it right well let's try and do that i mean it, it's there and i think i think it's I think it's worth it. I think I think SCG understands that there's still a market for their for there. Um, I know there yeah, was some. There, I think there, there was some griping also because because Channel Fireball has a lock on GPS. I don't I don't know this. I'm just kind of hearing some stuff on the side, but it's like, is it about? It's something about like there's only one in Canada and it only happens in Toronto now. So th there are some places that are kind of getting a little hose on the GPs because they're not seeing as many. So yes, there is demand there. There are people who who don't want to travel overnight on a plane ride to get to a major event that's going to cost them astronomical amounts of money just just to be there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the other thing, yeah, the other thing you got to think about though is it costs a lot of money to put on those events too. It's especially with um, convention center costs are rising year by year. And that's why we're seeing GP prices go up so much. Well, I mean, then that might be why we start seeing more smaller regional events where they might not be at a full-on proper convention center. Like, you know, look at some they of the things. Do, do hotel rooms like they used to do. <laughs> like in the old days. Well, not hotel, but hotel, Um, you know, ball conference rooms or, or whatever, the yeah. ballrooms or whatever. And, and kind of like with um with Killington Grand, they're set up to do conferences, but it's not like a gigantic, empty, like, 
thousand by one thousand foot square foot room. It, it's a bunch of different conference rooms and it's a hotel, yeah. so they're set up to handle it that way. So that's kind of like what Connors Con is. It's a smaller convention and a smaller venue, so there is demand. There, you know, there's demands there for these smaller events, and I just I think as long as TOs have the drive to do that and want to go for those smaller events, it's worth it. It really is. So I don't think SCG has been kind of edged out here. Like Channel Fireball has got big expenses if they're doing these big conventions. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I got no. I can't hear you guys at all if you guys are talking still. <laughs> we kind of barely can hear you too. Yeah, your mic has been pretty low. Is your gain down? Uh oh, I think we're losing our host here. Oh Man. boy. Who we again is out? We're gonna have to do this on our own. Oh boy. No, no. So, um, well, no, uh, Johnny, one thing that you did mention about that, though, is um, TCG player used to do a lot of events like that where they'd set up shop around the country. And I don't think they do those anymore, like the TCG player max events or diamond events or something. I don't know if they do those anymore. I haven't even been keeping track of those. I'm not even sure. But uh, yeah, I remember they did have some decent size, like 5Ks and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, it just might be a matter of seeing if other companies are going to look around for those smaller regional things and maybe maybe Cool Stuff Inc. I know Card Kingdom does some some decent sized stuff. So uh, I don't know. The, the potential is there. It's just a question of who's going to step up to it. I wonder if they could try like like the smaller college campuses and use like some of their ballrooms. I know like uh, we have we have a university um, probably about 20 minutes away from us that, you know, it's a pretty there's like a bunch of conference rooms and then they got the big ballrooms like you could host like something pretty pretty good size in here so it's like i wonder how much it would be for the university to like let them rent it out for the day or so it's not a bad idea and, it's like, not a bad idea but like it's also getting the people there and making it worthwhile too is the thing yeah. it's that that's where it gets tough especially when you're doing those smaller events is making it worthwhile well like for us it's like uh <clears throat> there's a lot of you know people could take like not just go to the event but they could also like do a vacation here i mean we got a whole bunch of like beaches over here and you know i mean it something like maybe like a spring break kind of event where you like, <laughs> magic, magic spring, spring break, break. oh i can picture all the the gorgeous it, it, magic players on the beach in their swimsuits play, slinging the spells oh it wouldn't be just slinging spells it'd be like doing other stuff too because like half the country's in corpus every time spring break hits it's freaking ridiculous dude. Yeah. it says in the chat nerds gone wild magic <laughs> players gone wild oh man oh dude that's what we do 10 street hooligans just films and be like yo 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 show me your power nine show me your reserve list <laughs> Now, no. now play them unsleeved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, yo, yo, play, play that legacy deck unsleeved. I wonder, if, I wonder if the host is hearing any of this right now. <laughs> I, I don't, I think Johnny, I think, he, I think he's trying to talk, but he can't. Um, oh, if, Ted says if she has nine of them, I no longer want to see. Oh, damn. <laughs> Can you oh, guys hear me or no? Okay, we now can we can. Oh, okay. Woo! There, there we go. Some there you go. Having some. Well, 
technical difficulties with the little uh, earphones, but okay, uh, we're going to persevere. I did hear bits and pieces of that, and I'm all totally on board for a magic spring break. These, uh, <laughs> you, you didn't hear the magic players gone wild part? Uh, no, but it sounds... Uh, sure. <laughs> you, you're just going to have to watch the replay, because repeating yeah. it is not going to do it justice. Yeah, this, no, the joke's no, not that's... the same the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Nothing ever I, is... On that account, um, these te technical difficulties are brought to you by Cardsphere. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Not, not, not. That's all me. Um, <laughs> here, why don't, um, I'm going to go swap out some. Here, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to put on, or, or we're going to go to the next segment. We're going to go to the M19 spoilers, which we weren't even going to talk about, but there's just so many that's come out so far, and I'm going to put this up on the screen, so um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it while I go kind of switch out some, some gear real quick. So I'm going to do that. There you go. And then Boom. we're going to take the show from here. All right. Is that up? There you go. Real talk, kids. Johnny's out of the room. <laughs> oh snap! All right, so M nineteen here. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, why don't, why don't you talk about but just it, whatever kind of spoilers stick out to you so far, and then I'm gonna do a little swap out. So, right. as far as you're an EDH player, Johnny, and um, I think one of the most exciting reprints that we're getting, and because it's getting so high in price, and by high in price, I mean it's like five six bucks, which you know, if you have multiple EDH decks like I do, you need more of them. And that's the Reliquary Tower that we're getting a reprint of. Yes, yes, I saw I saw Reliquary Tower and I was I was happy to see that. Um, that's that that's a sweet card to have all around. I'm, yeah, that, I'm that, that's like almost an auto include in almost every EDH deck. Almost. Now, now, now tell me something. I'm curious. Like, all right. So Nexus of Fate, is that the promo card that it's like a buy a box promo? You can yes. only get it when you buy the box. Yes. Uh, there's I look at I look at this and it seems like seven CMC is a thing in this set. Like you look around, there's seven mana costs somewhere. It happens enough in here. I'm wondering if they're trolling LSV. And then <laughs> I'm I'm also wondering, like with Nexus of Fate, do you think that's something that Tron would try and break? I mean, Tron's Tron can hit seven on turn three. That's their thing. It's just a matter of fixing the two blue. And I'm not too familiar with modern, but is that something where Tron might like, try and make a home for it? Well, how though? I mean, it, they could do it once, and then, I mean, what are they going to do? Swing at you with a Ulamog again or something, or another Mind Slaver combo? Because typically, when Tron plays blue, they're most likely going to be playing the Mind Slaver combo in modern. Yeah, so it, it's most times it's um. Um, mythic spoiler went away, but most times it's they're um, playing green or red or a combination of green and red. Um, there's flashing their colors. There's one that I saw that uh, Nick brought up, and it was that Demon of Catastrophes on Twitter. So it was that six six demon, and it says as an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature, and it's got flying and trample for four DMC. I love that card. That is an aristocrat's just straight up beater like i i know aristocrats likes to do the whole sacrificing thing oh yeah that card for four cmc that's spot on i love that card i mean it is within fatal push range but i can definitely see this being standard playable 
Yeah, and even then, fatal push, they have to trigger revolt, so they have to go, make sure yeah. they go through that step. So I'm, I'm not too, too scared of that. And then how? at what point does fatal push rotate out? I mean, that's Kaladesh's well, next one to go, it, right? Yeah, it, it rotates out this October. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, for a short period of time up until October, fatal push is going to keep that demon in check, and as soon as it's gone, it, it opens up the gates for it a bit more. I think that's a pretty sweet card. Well, it's also non-legendary too, so there's already there's a few dominary cards that could uh, work with that too. Um, but that was the big one that Nick brought up, and I thought it was like, wow, this is there's not a lot of downsides to it, other than it's like it could get killed by a lot of things. But six six for four flying and trample that's it's so good, a whole bunch of stuff, and dude, that's going to be such a limited bomb too. Yeah, yeah. that that's going to be really hard to deal with, <laughs> like. I love that they brought Gutter Snipe back. That's a fun thing to see coming back. I love that card. I love it in a casual like burn deck too. I also love that they're bringing Gravedigger back, just because I, I don't know. It's just fun to see Gravedigger show up and maybe. Well, it was back in it was in Amon Ket. It's been reprinted so many times. It's oh, I know. Ridiculous how many times that card's been reprinted. I mean, it's still a really good card in limited too. Um, um, another card that I am pretty excited about is that. Uh, Infernal Judgment Tron Killer card, the one black instant that oh, exiles, tar yeah, exiles target colorless creature. You gain life equal to its power. So bye bye Ulamog, bye bye oh, Worm oh, Coil, oh. or uh, was it Worm Coil Engine? That's that's a that's a nice sideboard tech. Oh yeah, it's not only do we get Damping Sphere from Dominaria to screw up Tron, now we get this. To screw up Tron. Oh, this is going to Mike Rix's Delver deck all day, every day. Uh, let's see who else is. Oh, freaking Lava Axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> five for five. There you go. Oh, where's the. There's a zombie. That, that's always there. a nice finisher in, in Limited as well. What was it? Uh, what's that zombie? It's the two headed zombie, the thing. Isn't it called Two Headed Zombie? Yeah, Two Headed Zombie. And what was it? I think Where Nick was it? talking about I, um April King was talking about this. What happens if it has more than one head? And I was like, what what's the ability when you give it monstrosity? It's like mega menace? Oh, mega prowess and mega morph <laughs> and mega yes, menace. We'll just mega up. Ha, well oh. ha, so so if you have like mega menace or mega prowess, what would mega flying be? They they can fly above the flyers, so the flyers can't block them. Can only be blocked with other by other creatures with mega flying. So that's but, like Suborbital. That would be. It'd probably be like suborbital instead of just flying. Now, would it be OP, or or would it? I guess sort of put it in line if Reach could still block Mega Flying. No, that see, Reach can't block Mega Flying because it's in the atmosphere, like in the uh. orbit. <laughs> it's 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 up there, so up there. We're talking about, about we're talking about made up mechanics. This is amazing. <laughs> and what yeah, what about making, Mega Defender? <laughs> Mega Defender can block <laughs> all the creatures. It's yes. so huge. Oh, what? so that so now we just need to bring back banding. <laughs> banding and phasing in standard. Yes, and, and this time we call it Mega Banding. <laughs> okay, so yes, Johnny, we took it off the rails for a bit, but we're gonna bring it back to normal here. So, Desecrated Tomb. I don't know why they didn't put it in Amaket, but that card is super sweet and will be abused by Muldrotha decks, hands down, period. Nice. Oh, but man. it's still only going to trigger off because whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, create a 1-1. So, I mean, it's only going to trigger off once, like, if... 
per effect. Oh. Like if you let's More say unite so if, let's say unite soil two creatures out of your graveyard to make a sapling token, and then I guess that would trigger. And if you did the yeah. night soil effect again and took two more creatures out, I feel like it's gonna talk they're talking about per effect, but I mean yeah. I'm not it's still good. I mean yeah, it's I, I would definitely there. put this in my like slime foot EDH deck because I have a lot of sack effects for it. Did you is are we talking about desecrated tomb? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, John. Hey. <laughs> hey, John. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. No, the desecrated tomb is is by far my favorite thing spoiled so far. Um, all the things about that. Just every EDH deck, and hopefully they could abuse it. I mean, I think it's what three casting costs. Yeah. Maybe it, it's like eternal it's, formats, but I mean, woo. But I mean, let's EDH, let's also look at what it's signaling towards. There's there's already stuff in Amonkhet. I'm sure you can rip things out of the graveyard off of some kind of effects that are just like remove something from your graveyard. And I'm sure they're signaling that there's this is going to be relevant down the road for something else too. So I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing where this card goes. By the way, Ted, sure. by the way, Ted said I'm not getting a hat. Well, I mean, as you shouldn't. That was kind of a dick move. <laughs> as I'm eating something right now. we're professionals i know oh my god this um we, we shouldn't have changed the name i think it's snake bitten <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's actually better right you know, ten strings yeah everything, everything's fine this is fine and you know fine. i'm actually glad they're reprinting recollect too because i love using that card as a budget card as a replacement for eternal witness in edh oh yeah well i think that's the that's the story of this so far and that's what we were clamoring for was at least i was was for the courses to come back because the stories in the reprints it's the 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 big bombs and stuff like that for corsets always tend to be kind of on the lower end of the power scale side at least since m13 because I think they learned a lot from M13 because Thrag Tusk and, and all that stuff was, was just kind of the most powerful thing you could do in Magic back in that day. And I don't think that's what the core sets are supposed to be about. So yeah. I, I, you know, I like some of the newer cards in that that's have been spoiled for um, M19 already. I just want to say M9 Shyamalan. I don't know why, but M19 already. <laughs> but then the demons like super fucking sweet. But. I think that the stories really in the reprints, the the lightning strikes, the shocks, all, all that stuff that are just much needed because they said they, you know, they were going to do that with the new kind of um, rotation or whatever, the, the new, whatever it's called um, with the, with the expansion sets, but that didn't really work out. And we were, we just weren't, no matter what Watsi was saying, we weren't getting those reprints that at the, at the steady pace that we were supposed to, I think. Yeah, and that's not what corsets about. Corsets are about, yeah, it's about the reprints, and, and as far as Vorthos goes, it's about like recaps of the past and snap, like teasers for the future kind of thing, and and that's really what it's there for. That's as far as Vorthos goes, but it's just a filler. It gives you your reprints, and it's kind of it does act as an introductory set. And speaking of like M thirteen, that was even powered down from the previous corsets because they had lightning bolts and titans, and back yeah, that is true. I played yeah. I I played M12 standard and that the Titans if you didn't manage the Titans you lost the game and it yeah. didn't matter what the Titan was it was just it was going to run you over so we kind of learned their lesson from that one but I I don't know I I I think I I like the way M19 is going right now I don't 
I don't expect it to be a powerhouse, but it feels okay. I'm looking forward to seeing what other planeswalkers are showing up in the actual set. Uh, yeah, like Th Thundermoth Hellkite and all that. Remember, that was M13 too. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. That's right. So we have Vivian Reed. That's the only one that I saw so far. So, and it, it looks all right. So, yeah, um, I the mean, planeswalker or the, the, the planeswalker decks, planeswalkers, which the art is super sweet, especially on that Liliana, but the cards are just farts in the wind. Yeah. I mean, they seem like uh, perfect planeswalkers against each other if you're playing, you know, sure. the two planeswalker decks. But as far as anything else, like the Vivian Reed, like uh, Coach was saying, it's, it's, eh, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's not bad because I like digging through your deck is always good, but it's, you know, not an exciting card, you know. Did you guys already talk about uh, the reprinting of Reliquary Tower? Because I think that's yes. the, yep. the, the, yeah. the biggest news right there. Fucking sweet art, too. Yeah, but but that's only for the promo. The regular printing is going to have the normal art. Oh, the Esper art. That's still good, though. Yeah, I'll awesome. take boring art. Yeah, can, they, can they stop trolling us with Tolarian Scholar? We get it. <laughs> or or colossal dreadmaw i love that they reprint that's the it's the fourth set it's been in it's amazing with, with less than a year yeah oh jeez <laughs> dinosaurs forever oh dude and then the, and then we got the gigantosaurus the 10 10 for 5 that's ridiculous that's cute i i love it i love I it See, Gigantosaurus sets a new precedent as far as like we now know one colored mana of some kind is worth a two two. So clearly, you put five in a row, you get a ten ten. So you know yeah, we, should, we need sense. to hold wizards to that standard. They're just gonna keep pushing that that green 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 thing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it was I think it was in Alara with the something Bayloth where it was like a three casting cost five four or something like that. I mean, they're just gonna keep going. I think. Llanowar Elf already getting a reprint. Uh, that's surprising because remember how it was only like a year or two ago where they took that hard line in the sand. They said, we're going away from these mana darks, uh, dorks, no more Elvish Mystic, no more Llanowar Elves. We're not doing it anymore. We, we kind of want our mana dorks at, uh, you know, a, a green and one kind of casting cost. And now they're just like, screw it. Llanowar Elves for the, until the end of time. Well, they also said that about corsets too, so... And look, uh, look what you have now. You have corsets again. I think that Elvish Mystic uh, Lenor Elf thing is maybe maybe Richard Garfield got, got somebody by the scruff of the neck and say, "Fix this. This is not. This, <laughs> this is not is magic." I hope yeah. So. Coach, I are you super excited about M nineteen? What's that? Are you super excited about M nineteen? What you've seen so far? Uh, yeah. Or just corsets returning in general? Yeah, for the most part, I would say so. Um, it's nice to have that little in-between set and get that large block of cards like you historically have seen. So getting like because you know you've y'all y'all seen it and I know Tasty has you know I remember he did fifth edition he explained it the best was that it was a start for beginners and also from what other people are saying it's like half of the old stuff and half new stuff. So it's like an in-between. And so that's what I like about it. It's, it's, you know, it's not completely new, but it's not like like modern Masters where it's everything is re reprinted. So that's it's a good in-between. I, I like corsets. So and, they're, and they're fun to draft, too. Yeah. So hopefully they, they make a good impact coming back, being on a two, three-year hiatus. 
I love corset bombs too because they're they're just the the biggest, silliest, dumbest creatures and spells. But they're just so backbreaking when you're playing in in the sealed event, like the pre-release or a draft, and you have this like you know whatever it is, it's like a, a six casting cost five five flyer that does a thing that would never ever see any type of play in anything constructed. But you just get to play these big dumb idiot kind of cards, and that's what that's what the core sets are there's so much fun because in my opinion i think it, uh, the core sets are a very underrated draft environment yeah no i agree you know what's missing in m19 so far and i'm gonna let johnny take a guess here because we saw it in previous the m14 and m15 you're talking about the buddy lands no no something <laughs> That a, a creature type that is missing so far. Bears? No. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's in your Twitter name. Slivers! Oh, no, Slivers. No, please. They're not bringing the slivers back right They need that, to bring the slip. They bring I, no, they do. They, really they need to bring them back because I need to fill up my binder because I literally have every a printing of every single sliver because they're my favorite creatures. I'm and a huge sliver deck so bad. Oh, yeah, I, see, I I refuse to put them in a deck because you, you, <laughs> you do understand the the slivers in the my handle is exclusively to troll a single person in the world who can't stand them. Just cool. there's one person in particular, just somebody I know in real life. It was like they, oh, okay. I asked, I was looking for slivers because I was making a progenitus deck and I was just building a progenitus deck with slivers and gates, and that's how I was going to play slivers. And I went because he owns the game store, and I was like, "Hey, you got any slivers?" And he just kind of scowled at me, and he was like, "I hate slivers." And he's got, it was a fun story, but I was like, "Okay, I got that. All right." So I'm kind of a I'm kind of a combo player. So I play the Johnny style, and slivers would be fun. So if you ever saw it online, I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> there you go." Uh, so I, would... I have one janky slivers deck, uh, and I think if they did bring them back, they I, don't do it like M14. Just that they were over they were overpriced as far as cost. I don't know. I get that you want to maybe not make them a blanket effect for all the slivers on the battlefield. Sure, kick them up one extra cost because then you can. You know, focus on your yeah. slivers, but some of the ca some of the casting costs in those slivers was just I don't know. It felt real heavy. It felt like they were really trying to kind of power it down. I I, I think they can they can find a balance on slivers to get them just right. I don't even think it. it was that though. I think it was more the 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 stark uh, you know left turn from the art style. I mean, yeah, that, that was out about it. Yeah, yeah, that was messed up too. It was like, why? We're not playing Magic the Predatoring. We're playing Magic Predatory. the Gathering. Give me the old school slivers. That was fine. Well, because they did the same thing when we did return to Zendikar with the allies. So there was some huge, beefy, crazy allies that that like like six casting cost Boros one that gave your whole team double strike. It wasn't for competitive play. That wasn't for your modern ally deck. That was for your your draft environment that was your that yeah. was your finisher but the slivers had I, th I thought they did a good job design wise in m14 where they still had the one that that gave them all flying and and they actually made that more aggressively costed it was a one for one a one blue. one yeah one blue. It, yeah and they made it rare too so yeah, it was a little harder I, to find i thought they did perfectly with the design and i like the fact that it doesn't affect the whole board anymore at first i was kind of a sliver purist um but yeah. then i kind of caught on and i said no or i kind of came around and i liked the fact that it was just kind of affecting your own um but yeah i mean sliver they 
they can't throw slivers away. And I, and I am kind of worried that they are going to kind of do this with, with just everything that's happening with the change. There's a lot of changeover right now behind the, it's like sneaky too. Um, Kelly Diggs has gone. They, they, they kind of have given the ax to a lot of people and it's more on the creative side, but yeah. it is also a little bit on the design side as well. So I hope that it's not a whole weird overhaul and they're not, not going to do this whole like new world order reboot again. Uh, I'm still convinced they're getting ready to sell Watsy Hasbro. I, I just Ooh, look at you. No, I mean, Ooh. you look at some of I'm serious. I, I think I think Hasbro's grooming wizards for a sale, and I think uh, Games Workshop or Disney is going to go for it. And Ooh. you know, Ooh, let's get so. I'm just uh, making things up here. I don't know what I'm talking about. So so what we need to do now is create a clickbait title and then we talk about that for 10 15 minutes and say the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I'm not over, alluding to anybody over. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, so but okay, so being in Vermont, I do tend to listen to NPR and things come up on the whole finance yeah. radio shows. They were talking about there was a, I forget the merger. Something was recently approved. It was a big merger between two telecom communications companies and apparently disney was looking at acquiring fox and i guess time yeah. Cable put in a bit on them so now yeah. the bigger company these bigger companies are looking more seriously at mergers so either wizards either hasbro sells off wizards because maybe they're you know i don't know how long the board has been in that business and maybe they're looking to retire i'm not sure i'm again making things up but if they're looking to get wizards offloaded for profit this might be one way of doing it. They're turning over their staff and getting people in at a lower cost and making their profit margin look higher if they're doing that. Again, making things up. But, you know, that's a thing to think about. Maybe that may be a motivating factor why they're doing something like that. Um, and then, again, if Disney is talking about a one of the things I heard, they're talking about a new plan to try and grow their business and grow their market share. So if they're getting into a position where they're trying to become a bigger company, do, you know, mergers and acquisitions, you know, they have is, is Disney correct me if I'm wrong, is Disney's the one that owns a lot of the Marvel rights for movies. Is that yeah, right? they own all of Marvel yeah. rights? Well, except so they, yeah, except X-Men and Fantastic Four, but that's why they're acquiring uh 20th right. Century Fox right now. And then yeah. Hasbro has a lot of the rights to the Marvel toy manufacturing, right? Yes, correct. So there's 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 an incentive there for Disney to go after Hasbro if they wanted to, if they had the you know the strength in market shares. Yeah, so but there's Hasbro something to could think just about the the that part maybe, of it not maybe the they thing. could i mean it's just and you look at hasbro stock it's been kind of going through a, a correction over the last uh, we do we want to segue into that we want to talk well, about I mean, yeah i mean we're already knee deep in it <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the other thing i saw in the whole hasbro and there's you you hear them talking about doubling their growth in the last five years and that is correct if you look at the chart if you look at hasbro stock over the last five years they've had massive growth but they peaked in august of 2017 and that month there was a massive drop and then they kind of hovered in the 90s and then they dropped again they've been hovering around the 80s and uh you know one source i read somewhere they were talking about this might just be a market correction and they're faring a lot better than other the other toy companies out there but again hasbro's kind of in this weird spot where magic is successful but their company is in this weird leveling out possibly still sliding phase so i mean we got to take all of that into consideration and what was it where was this conversation on twitter labufa was talking about it and then 
they were talking, he was talking about the numbers, like GP attendance, and you kind of see an arc in, in the attendance scale. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you park GP attendance next to Hasbro growth, you might see some correlation, but I don't have that stuff in front of me. And again, making things up. Um, if you, if, <laughs> if, you're, if you, there are, there are greater minds who know don't, more about Don't this tell them that, don't tell them how we're making the sausage. Tin tree hooligans. <laughs> Just make it. We make things up and the numbers don't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm but, curious to see what happens with stuff like that. I'm curious to see if like weird things happen behind the scenes with bigger companies just buying each other up. So Johnny, show the crystal ball that you have just when you're talking about this. We're just Oh, the I'm I'm uh it's um it's uh, it's in the shop. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, before we get there, I, you know, I think we're we're kind of segueing also into there has been this kind of debate um across kind of camps as so to speak within the magic community. We don't like to think that there are, but of course, there still is and one one side of the camp is just saying, "Oh, you know, sell everything and and Watsy's pulling the the wool over your eyes and and the company is going down. Your cards are going to work, be worth nothing. And, and the only reason that your cards are worth anything right now for Dominaria is because, you know, uh, uh, Watsy only leaked, you know, eked out product and all this shit. And then the other side is just like, yeah, magic's going to be around forever. And but it's just, it's just crazy. It's all this mudslinging back and forth because, you know, there always has to be mudslinging back and forth. Um, but, you know, I, I have been, you know, in my last profession, in actual life, in real life, um, I, I was a part of some of these kind of meetings. And I know a company like Watsi, because um, I was part of a, a pretty large company, you never go public and make the you when when you're going public with financial news like Watsi and Hasbro more so Hasbro the CEO of Hasbro did when you when you're forthcoming with financial news you always want to be more on the restraint side you're not going to go out there and say you know we're we're the biggest and best thing ever um you know no one can touch us unless you're the president of the United States but you know I digress uh that's a whole other topic in this case uh they they i don't think they would have gone out there and thrown out all these numbers and all this this information if they didn't have solid things to back it up yeah i mean i i can see exactly what you mean there when it comes to financial statements like that because i mean you're not going to always leak everything out too even even with you know board meetings and all that stuff and shareholders meetings so it's God, I even hate fucking talking about this because so... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, not the whole financial stuff, but when it comes to the back and forth of the community and all that sure. stuff, it's someone's just so dumb. Well, and, people uh... like, like, like we talked about, um, just people like, just I don't know what it is, starting people... shit. Yeah, absolutely. People just like they they get off on like just talking crap to everyone else or just being like super disrespectful. And Which it's they. Just, like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Fake like, news, wrong. Yeah, or just like you know, with the stuff between Hambly and Wedge, it's just like, like, what is that? What is that going to end? So, oh, never, because they've both doubled down so much. Yeah, and, and the thing is to you know, and I won't say they both made you know maybe more than the other, kind of made their name on on this kind of thing um, on the back of this kind of drama and, and, and people do, you know, when you're, uh, how can I say this? <laughs> when you're, when you're kind of doing, when you're kind of in this space of talking about a thing, 
that you're not creating. You're, we're just talking about someone else's creation, right? We're talking about a card game that someone else made. But when you're doing that, you have to attack the content community from different angles. And some people, there's a following for everything, right? And there's a following for people on one side and there's a following for people on the other side. And I won't say that one is um, without any, you know, dirt on their hands because making certain tweets and calling certain things out, referencing certain things is going to kind of drum up videos. And then you can't kind of play the victim when stuff like that happens. However, you know, especially when that other side is that's their kind of brand. That's they're just waiting for what, how we're waiting for news of sets coming out or GPs or um, cool, you know, good Phil hearted stories or, or whatever, what have you. These people are looking for a reason. Um, and and that person in that that camp got their reason and they kind of ran with it. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's uh <laughs> Oh, was boy, that Switzerland that's... enough? <laughs> trying to be a you trying to be as neutral as you can because it's like <laughs> with, with I like I both like to be honest I I like watching some of the videos because like I, I watch a few of the the uh, Hambly videos and there's some there's some days where get out sense. just kidding <laughs> wrong but just kidding. <laughs> wrong wrong but there's Fake also news. there's yeah. also there's also days where it's like, okay, this this shit's too much for me. I just, uh, all right, peace. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah. There's like some days where, all right, all right, uh, all right, not today. Like, not today. Why do you think I haven't been posting on Twitter a lot lately? I've just been, I've been sick of it, man. <laughs> yeah, there's just certain times when the heat turns up, and it's just like, ugh. There's 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 a burnout. There's definitely a burnout and it's oh, not yeah. even, it's not even about, you know, it, it's just seeing the exchange and seeing the exchange between people where they're always going at each other. It's just like, I, I got, I, I started tuning everything out and, and it's, it's not, a, it's not saying anything disparaging about one cause or the other. It's just exhausting. It's exhausting to see so much fighting and it's not what I'm here for. Like I'm getting, I get on here. I'm very conscientious about what I'm posting with my social media. My oh, magic yeah. is almost oh, exclusively, yeah. I'm almost exclusively magic with my Twitter account. And it's really about talking about the game. I'm looking to try and I'm very mindful and you know, I'm going to slip up from time to time, but I try to be conscientious about what I'm posting and why. And I'm, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about, you know, some of the, some of the more, you know, in, positive things in the game and if there's drama i listen i do listen i go i go through my follower account and i look at all the people i'm following i like to try and keep a spread and i like to hear all the uh, different angles of it but i've there's a lot of it i kind of fall in some i fall one side on some things and another side on the other things and i don't i see a lot of hard lines and i i just i can't do that i can't go hard line i like to hear all the angles and just kind of quietly take it in and consume that content and hear the thoughts and make my own thought and keep a lot of them to myself because <laughs> you're, you're yeah you're trying to be biased you're trying to not be biased i should say I, i'm just and trying to trying to keep it kind of like the thing the thing i've been contemplating i wanted to have been wanting to write about this been wanting to talk about social media social media does this thing where we it we are functioning with social media the way human beings just don't function we don't we are we are not operating on clicks of likes or swiping left or right we're more nuanced than that and i think when we go to a text-based social media like <clears throat> like facebook or like twitter 
you lose a lot of nuance. Like here in this podcast. Well, it's also you're losing a lot of reality as well, too, because yeah. everybody only shows the good stuff majority of the time on social media. They don't I, show the day to day mundane and bad stuff most of the time. I, and there's this kind of there's this this technical disconnect like you you're dealing with if you're working on your phone it's like this is my phone this is my space but the truth of the matter is when you post something on the internet you might as well be putting it on a billboard next to the LA freeway because sure. that's the kind of access you have it doesn't yeah. you may not have a lot of followers but it just takes one piece of media you put out there that strikes just the right chord and suddenly it's blowing up mm -hmm. and i think people forget about that people forget what they're interacting with it's not just about the people, it's the technology, and it changes the dynamic. So when we're in this podcast, we have we have nonverbal communication available to us where we can bring more nuance to the message we bring to what we're talking about. So facial expression, eye contact, inflection, tone, all of these things do matter. And when you go to 280 characters at a time, you lose all of that. And there are mm -hmm. a lot of topics I see discussed on Twitter, especially it demands nuance and to talk about them on Twitter. Some, I see a lot of it. It does a disservice to a lot of the causes that people are fighting for. And it's not saying, not to me saying don't fight for it, but be mindful about the technologies you're using and think about like, what's, how is this? Where's the game? Think about the net gain and, and where is the most benefit going to happen? Cause that's why you don't see me posting a lot of stuff on Twitter about things that might cause up a lot of conflict because I don't have access to that nuance that I really want when I'm talking about something important. And I, uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, sorry. I, I was going to say, I want to piggyback off that sediment and that's kind of why I post it just to be funny too. But I like posting in a lot of gifts because you do get that, you know, it's, it's stupid. It's silly. I mostly post in, in red letter media gifts, but it's, but you see a facial expression and it's kind of context to that. It's not just text and you don't know what they mean mean or how to take it it's you know you, you say something ambiguous and like you said you don't know how to take it or if it's a joke if it's not a joke if it's serious uh all that stuff that's why i like you know adding little facial expressions to to a make people laugh but b also to add a little bit of context to that yeah i mean it makes sense like i said it's i i have such a problem with social media and i don't let my kids on it at all because it only shows yeah. the it shows a fake reality that oh, people have these wonderful, amazing lives, you know, and it's like, it's not true. It's not how reality is. Yep. Well, and here's the and thing it's, too. It's, it's oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, and it's, it's funny because like you'll, you'll hear about these stories from these major events where people are meeting each other in person and it's something you hear. They're so different. The stories sound yeah. so different from when you hear about these personal interactions. It's part of the reason I love the interview series, like the hive mind where I get to see an oh, interaction with you. another community member. And that's, that's been a big draw for me. That, that makes a big difference for someone like me. I don't get to consume a lot of content, but when I can see tappy toe claws, just, that interview was hilarious and it changed yeah, everything. It changed it from being a person with a Twitter handle and some tweets to here's a human being that I can now see in real life on a screen and a person in a face and, and just a personality. It changed it. It really changed it. So that's why I love something like a video interview series, like what you're doing, John. Thanks, man. Um, and, and again, it's just like, I try to adapt the, and especially in this show or any kind of um, public consumed 
entity like a hive mind like this um i try to stay as neutral as possible i like to be priding myself on being that person that could kind of roam amongst the tribes even like all the way back to school you know i liked hanging out with the skaters the stoners the the jocks you know i could sit at pretty much any table and and be kind of you know somewhat welcomed and i was i was proud of that however there comes a point where some of the times when when I, I will never, and this might just be because I have three daughters, I will never shut my mouth and just sit back and let someone attack a woman, um, whether that be in a in a sexual way, in an aggressive way. I just don't have it in me to to shut up about it. So that's the only time that you'll really see me kind of jump in and get involved when I feel like there's a woman involved and and she's kind of getting disrespected. I just I just uh, that's a personal thing. I don't like it. That's that's all I want to. That's that's my closeout on this portion. Well, and to me, it's like unless, and I would want to add on to that unless she's trying to start it on purpose, because Fair. like because if if she's trying to get if that particular individual is trying to get attention, and you, you know, it, there's got to be some consequences to that. So, you know, it, it, you know, if it's if it's you know. For sure, like she's just getting attacked for like because she's a woman or because like she made a mistake or some or just something like genuine. You know, that's one of the problem. But if it's if it's a person who's trying to incite that on purpose, you know, then then there should be some backlash with that. That's the only thing I gotta add to that. So you know, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, if it's just empty fluff for attention, stuff like that, that kind of gets weeded out and those kind of people absolutely. drop off anyways. Yeah, absolutely. True. We got into some heavy stuff. down his chair a few notches? Like, he looks shorter now? Like, <laughs> therapy session, guys. That was nice. I mean, hey. Yeah. So no, is, no, that, is that going to be, is that going to be week threes? Thing is group therapy <laughs> why wait um <laughs> all right johnny uh why, why don't you tell everyone about this this is your kind of uh i want you to quarterback this thing a little bit here's the ball tell everyone about johnny's crystal ball oh yep here we go off the rails so i've finally gotten back to playing paper magic on a regular basis ish so you know life has started it's normalizing with having three children now yes i have three okay and um so i'm Dino. getting out the I'm getting out to play paper Slacker. magic and I've been out of the game for a bit and I get back to my LGS and two, two commander decks are starting to run amok. Thanks to, uh, well, first of all, Dominaria. And then because of the commander anthology coming out with Atraxa, Atraxa is making more of a comeback. And those two commanders are really like, they're tearing it up. You don't even have to build just a super competitive. You just do Atraxa or Muldratha value end of story and it, they are two of the hardest commanders to deal with because they are really resilient like they're always gaining life they're always getting things out of the graveyard something's going on and i've learned a very hard lesson this past week yesterday actually and it was if you don't have flyers in your deck you're going to lose the game so i'm uh, i'm here's i'm doing some speculations here i'm saying people should be getting in on uh, stormfront it's a tempest enchantment for a green you pay two green and you can tap target creature with flying so if you need to handle your attractions there it is and then all the way back from the dark scarecrow it's a five drop for a two two <laughs> And you pay six and tap it until end of turn. All damage done to you by flying creatures is reduced to zero. And then there's 
as far as Maldrotha, get the graveyard hate. Just get the main board stays the in Juka bogs. Oh, but Juka yeah. bogs. Get your relics of progenitus. I actually, I'll, I don't know. Gormod's I've got, crit. I've got a visual guide to all the graveyard hate on on my my kitchen table magic thing. So you can go digging through that and just see what's available. And there's lots of artifact graveyard hate. Get that in your main board. Just do it. And um, I think I have a speculation on on Mox Amber. I think it's leveled out. I don't know what it's at right now. Last so it was around $10. And I know a lot of people are kind of poo-pooing Mox Amber just not being as efficient as in modern as some other there's some other free mana kind of things that are going on. Or what is it? Um what's the really good one in Death and Taxes? The one that does that what's that artifact? You tap it and you put a thing into play, it puts the counters on it. You know what I'm talking about? What's it called? Oh, Aether Vial. Uh, Aether Vial. Got yeah. there. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't think, I think Aether Vial has kind of edged it out. But what's, got... a, what's Aether Vial up to now? Is it still in the $30 Probably. range? Probably 30, 40 bucks. No idea. Jesus Christ. But I think we, with Brawl being a thing, a new format that Wizards decided to support, and you need legendary creatures to run that. We, I went back looking at some of the, how many legendary creatures were in the sets, and you go back. You know, through the old, uh, the latest uh, Innistrad block, you're looking at between something like seven and nine legendary creatures per set. So you get to the Dominarian, you've got 56 legendary creatures per set. You go to Battlebond, you've got 14. And I'm guessing if we have, if we start looking at the sets going forward, if we get to like Ravnica and we start seeing 12, 14, 15, 20 legendary creatures per set, that means they are really supporting battle you know brawl and they're kind of leaning into the singleton market because i think the singleton markets are going to be where more players are going when they can't afford to play modern and the reserve list is edging people out of legacy and hell even standard is expensive too with the get in place yeah. sets of stuff oh, so yeah. so the, you know the sing buying a one of is a lot easier than buying four of especially if the card is a 50 dollar card so exactly that's i think i think wizards might be recognizing that's the market they want to go to so, so i think mox amber will probably be in this low and then uh it will go back up to 20 we'll say 20 we'll say mox amber goes to 20 and all right that's gonna we're gonna remember that and when and when it goes up and when it doesn't go up to 20 we gotta they, they could, <laughs> what, what they are you gonna and a shammer and i don't care Yes. <laughs> hey, Missy no, from uh, Direct Damage Cast is in the chat. What's up, friend? Thanks for joining so us. So, what you're gonna, so what you're trying to say is, Wizards is gonna get rid of Standard, and we're just gonna all have Brawl. Well, my LGS has kind of already gotten rid of Standard because nobody wants to play it. So Friday night is pretty much draft, and then yeah, Monday. Man, I, I I agree, man. I'm getting tired of doing Standard. I've been doing Standard. God, straight through since Innistrad Ravnica, and I'm getting tired of playing it. It's just so much money to drop. Oh, yeah. on standard, yeah. It's mm. I mean, I, you can't you can't keep up with the Joneses, and and you know, like you said, Johnny, you have to kind of you're you're almost forced if you're on kind of a budget of of any kind. If you have a family or anything, you're almost pushed into a uh, eternal formats, you know. And then there's tiers with that too, because modern legacy are just astronomically expensive. Although those don't it rotate more and so more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They're not such a sinkhole as a standard is to try to keep up with that. Because I mean, literally, for for people like us that aren't pros, what the hell are we playing standard for? And what the hell are we playing modern and legacy for? Because I mean, e even yeah. though even though you you only really pay once into it for a deck, you're still having to pay money to upkeep with it for meta. If you and coach, you're still it. playing. You're you're still playing standard too, right? 
uh, ish online. So, and I mean, it's, I, you know, the online formats are a little bit cheaper, but it's like, no, not, it's way cheaper. Nowhere, it's nowhere like it, you don't get the same feel as paper magic, obviously. No, so. not at all. Yeah, and then the, it's all the whole fact that you're talking about digital objects, and then you've got the UELAs coming in, and if there's a potential for everything getting just getting pulled out from under you for you know something goes wrong, you lose all that money. That yeah. oh, I don't like to think about all the money I've spent in Magic Online. So, like you know, that's kind of why, like, if I'm going to play that game, I, I play Pauper and kind of I you know put in a little bit, get my comments when a new set comes out, and that's kind of where I keep it. I 100% get why people are still doing standard because I tried to keep up a standard too. I think until maybe uh, no, it was it was um, Shadows over Innistrad. Is kind of after that I kind of stopped, um, and I was just kind of building budget decks too. I was not net decking yeah. at that time just because I just really you know 100% honestly couldn't afford to keep up. But there is something to be said about the standard format if you can do it if you have an, a nice disposable income. I mean it, there. It is nice to have that rotating format. It is, you know, otherwise you're just playing the same computer game over and over again. And while that's fun, um, you know, it's a little bit less monotonous than that um, because, you know, in or in modern and, and EDH, they are supporting those formats so much with all these all these new toys and everything, but not as much. It, there is something to be said about completely rotating uh, formats and all that, but it's just so much money for for the majority of people unless you're making this yeah. your career, I don't know why people are still playing it. Well, I mean, it's like, for my example, it's that's all that's really played in my area is standard. So, I mean, if I want to play paper magic, it's either play standard or go home. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. It, let's just yeah. all draft. I mean, that's the best way to play with. Yeah, the new cards and <laughs> I love drafting. I wish, I wish I did that more. Yeah. Yeah. What what's your favorite format, coach? You, you like you like drafting too, right? Or is it EDH? EDH. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh let's kind of uh jump ahead. Thank you so much, Mr. Johnny, for your for um showing us all your your ball. So, what cards <laughs> were it again? It was Stormfront and yes. Uh you're go you're looking for Stormfront from Tempest and uh Scarecrow from the Dark. And no, uh, I'm gonna add, throw another one in there. Nice throwaway. Null brooch is a nice cheap little discard your hand, and you get to counter a non-creature spell. Because oh, that's also that's like also that. a nice one from Exodus. Yeah, that's the Deidre Lizzie artwork. The little guy with the little. That's, oh wow, yeah, that's the guy right there. He is that wow. one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Johnny on the spot. That that one combined up with the there's a card what is it this artifact where you could if you have no cards in hand you draw three and then oh, all players snap. can play an additional land kind of thing mm -hmm. so you just I'm gonna pitch my hand and draw three next turn anyway so GG for sure all yeah right. what, to yeah. add on that uh, so also if with the exile stuff um, what I like using in mine um, is uh, descend upon the sub uh, descend upon the sinful from uh, Shadows over Innistrad. That's always a good one. Yeah, that's another I, good one. Remind me what that does. I'm I'm very. Yeah, pleasant. I know. I'm blanking too. It, 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 it exiles all creatures, right? And then Stand it gets. The to, and then if you have Delirium, you get a four-four angel creature. That's on top right. Of that's right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That that's, that's a good one in EDH. Yep. Oh man! Now I just want to play Magic. Hey, that's the point of the show, right? Hey, yeah. let's all go on Magic <laughs> Online and play. All right. Don't don't I, threaten I, me with a good time. 
<laughs> All right. To kind of uh, wrap, we, we've gone a little bit long, probably more so for my technical difficulties. Um, but um, I just, I, I want to end, I knew we we're going to get kind of heavy in the middle um, you know, I'm heavy all the time, but <laughs> the topic was going to get kind of heavy in the middle. Um, so I want to kind of end it off on a kind of high note, you know, Rhino friend of the show, great kid, um, from young mage, uh, Rhino went to, um, loading, loading, ready run. He flew all the way back to whatever Carolina he lives in. And then now he's flying back currently, uh, back to the West coast, so, sort of to the, the Southwest to gp vegas so i mean just think just put yourself you know we're we're old curmudgeons the four of us you know we we've kind of been there and done that but just think about how cool that is from someone from that you know age group and you know dana as well she's i think seven years old it's just got to be really awesome so it just got me thinking what's your guys's magic bucket list uh let's see getting uh Getting one dual land in paper. <laughs> well, we we oh oh you mean original duels? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Just yeah. one, just one. Maybe what like my bucket. Do you have a preference in the one that you want? Maybe a tundra, or hmm. maybe underground sea. Maybe yeah. I was I was thinking underground sea too. So, what about y'all? God, if I had. I guess as far as like the magic cards go, it would have to be one day I'd love to own the Power Nine, like real Power Nine. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that because that's what right. Probably what's, around. what's your realistic magic bucket list? <laughs> Real? Hey, 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 I could go buy some Power Nine right now. I would just have, I'd be homeless. Yeah. All right. Sell, sell the children. <laughs> you know, sell the. Oh, I was thinking kids. just selling the house. <laughs> you know, I, I'd be able to get a black lotus, right? <laughs> you just you just huddle up everyone under the cards, yeah. you know, when it rains outside. Yeah, absolutely. I remember once upon a time, someone years and years ago sold their moped for a black lotus. Wow! <laughs> Back when you could do that. <laughs> I love old black lotus stories. You know, oh, I saw one of those. I ripped it up, or you know, all that shit. Chaos orb, same same kind of thing. Um. Johnny, did you give us your mag magic bucket list yet? Oh, the bucket list. I, I get to a legit convention like like a GP. Like one, I'd be happy to get there for a day and and play. A, I don't know. I I don't know. I want to get to a convention, but I don't know how, when, all that stuff. Well, Ted from Cardsphere will Kickstarter us to get for GP Seattle. So, it's in it's in writing. Check the chat. Yeah, it's in writing. It is. He <laughs> has to do it now. See, I thought that was about <laughs> GP Vegas, but. Or is it, it Vegas? I don't, I don't know. know. You keep One saying Seattle like subliminal message. No, it's Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. You want to go to you? Okay, listen. I lived in Vegas for 22 years. I mean, do you want to die of dehydration? It, it's uh, it's a cool event, but Watsy's here. Watsy's up here in Seattle. I, I, I would rather go visit Watsy than Vegas. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I I it's kind of like why do they keep doing it in the summer? And I think, oh well, the kids are out of school technically, kind of, sort of. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Coach, you live in the heat now. You don't need any more. Just come out uh, up, up here. It's great. I do. Yeah. I'm in the heat too, in in the swamp. Oof. Yeah. Maybe they can do a GP GP dead of winter New England when it's minus forty degrees. GP um, Alaska. I, <laughs> there we go. I, 
still pushing for the spring break, fellas. Let's do it. Yes, the yeah. spring break one. GP Vancouver. It's what is it? GP Vancouver. GP Cancun. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I GP Bermuda, part. Bahama. Ooh, my baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'll uh, round it out with my magic bucket list, and I'm going to be super cheesy with this one. But the 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 idea is presented to me now, and I am a reactionary fellow. I want to be on stage with the four, with the three of you gentlemen. I've had a couple beers. The three I can't do math. Oh, the three of you gentlemen. I want to do a, a, a Tin Street Hooligans panel. I swear to God, I think that would be the coolest thing just to meet you guys in the flesh and to just, you know, kind of hang out and, and do a thing at a GP together, whether that be Seattle and it will be coach or <laughs> you know, something like <laughs> Vegas or whatever. Um, I think that would be my, that would be the cap of my magic bucket list. And then coach could shoot me in the head after that. <laughs> but man, right. we all get to sleep in John. Right. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I seriously have the room. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird at all. <laughs> all right, and I'll I'll be sure to bring Voren Slex. Who? Voren Slex, the 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 oh the oh predator that I was. So, no, oh. I've never heard it called Voren Slex. Yeah, Is I've always it? heard it called Voren Klex. Oh, yeah. Voren Klex, Voren Slex, whatever. He makes lots yeah. of mana. I was tapping fours for five mana. So, and was so was that it. supposed to be some sort of innuendo? You bring Voren Klex into bed so we'd all don't tap out or something? <laughs> <laughs> this dude say born sex what a, what <laughs> uh, i made a mistake <laughs> obviously you hey, i'm down development you're down for whatever boring's going on right i'm not as long as i just tell my wife she's okay with it <laughs> <laughs> you'll use your whole pass uh all right well thank you so much everyone in the chat so many people to uh, me mention eric williamson pack crack fever ted from card sphere uh tasty snackies was in here forever missy from direct damage cast was in here thank you guys you know all the people were just absolutely amazing uh sorry for all the hiccups for our inaugural you know tin street hooligans but you know it's it's in the name tin tin is cheap street hooligans i mean that's the kind of piece together entertainment that you guys love and crave so i want to thank my panel of planeswalkers starting with coach where you know thanks for joining us sir and where can everyone find you everyone can find me on the carbazar youtube channel and they can follow me on twitter at uh the carbazar cc perfect uh mr johnny slivers where can everyone find you you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Slivers and uh, KitchenTableMagic.com. Dot something? Yeah, Kitchen. It's on. Uh, go to the Twitter. <laughs> go to Twitter first, and you can find me there. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Mister Zuby from Magic with Zuby. Where can everyone find you? Magic Zuby can be found on Facebook.com slash Magic with Zuby on Twitter at Magic with Zuby. You can email me with any questions you have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. I'm also on the Instagrams at magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And then my, yeah, and that's about it. Oh, my podcast too. Um, uh, everywhere you can find podcasts, it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I forget about the one thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you've never done this before right and you nope. can find me right here on they said we said on all this stuff you can find me on uh the social medias uh 
at Orzov Dunn. That's right, on Twitter, also on Facebook and Instagram, at John Dunning. Thank you so much, my panel of Planeswalkers. We will see you guys maybe in a couple of weeks for another 10 Street Hooligans. I don't have a catchy... Here, I, I, I pose this to uh, everyone still in the chat. Let's get a catchy uh, sign-off, uh, and then you could tweet that at and put the uh, hashtag 10 Street Hooligans and tweet at me or at one of the, the fellow members. Give us a, a catchy tagline uh, to end the show with, uh, and then we will credit you on the next episode. So until next time, I don't know what to say. See you later. <laughs>